Hi, everyone. Welcome to the AP Podcast, brought to you by AP International, a global leading logistics and transportation solutions provider, helping businesses manage their supply chains more efficiently. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the AP Podcast. Today, we will be hosting our third episode of the, of the, the AP Podcast, and I have the pleasure to introduce you to my colleague, Mr. Francis Martel, whom will be co-hosting today's discussion with me. Hi, Sam. Hi, Francis. Thank you for the invite. It's a real pleasure. Francis and I are very much excited to present to you today's guest, whom has an exceptional life course. Some of you might already know her, so without further ado... Miss Chantal Petitclair. Hi, Chantal. Welcome to the AP Podcast. Hello. It's good to talk to you. Thank you. We're the ones thanking you. We we are uh, we are aware that your schedule is busy, and um, we we appreciate you taking the time of joining us today and sharing your thoughts about today's topics. We're most certain that our listeners and members of the AP community will enjoy what you have to say. So before going any further, and for those whom are not familiar with Miss Petitclair's background. Chantal was a professional athlete who participated at the Olympic Games, the Paralympics, and the Commonwealth Games. She won a total of 21 medals, 14 of which were gold medals at the Paralympics Games, uh, practicing wheelchair racing. She's now a member of uh, the, the, the Canadian Senate since 2016. So, Chantal, Can you talk to us about both your personal and professional journey? Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you for having me. It's good to be here. And, uh, well, uh, it's, been, uh, it's, it's been a very unique journey. I mean, I was... Uh, um, I had an accident when I was 13-year-old, and uh, that's when uh, I started... Uh, sport uh, and uh, just you know after my accident as a way to gain back some strength and autonomy and uh, a few years after I started wheelchair racing it really was the beginning of a, a great adventure and it took me to uh, five Paralympic Games and 21 wow. medals and uh, an amazing experiences I think at the time I just uh, uh, I just fell in love with the sport and uh and what it brought to me but uh, i'm not sure that i i knew uh how it was going to uh, unfold and and what it was going to bring to my life so uh, i've been very privileged wow and and today now being a member of the senate of canada uh, can you explain why why this transition Well, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's uh, it's a bit. Uh, yes, it, it it certainly is different. Uh, when I did retire after Beijing uh, 2008, I did a number of things uh, professionally. Uh, I was uh, a coach for the UK team for uh, the London Games, and I was chef de mission for Canada for the Rio Games, uh, taking care of the of Team Canada for those games and uh, I've been also a keynote speaker for, for years uh, doing some uh, motivational speaking in, in, in some businesses and so um, 
And uh, I guess I was at the time where I, I was uh, looking for a new professional challenge. And it just happened that it was also the time when uh, the government uh, or the, the Prime Minister Trudeau was uh, looking into having a, a new way to uh, appoint uh, senators and make sure that the Senate would become a less partisan, more independent Senate. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's when they came up with some sort of a uh, independent uh, selection committee and um, and being uh, an advocate for sport for uh, physical literacy for health and a person with a disability I was contacted by this independent selection committee and uh, and and later on appointed as a senator so it's been a very different challenge but um, I feel so uh, fortunate and privileged to have this responsibility, and I take it very seriously. And uh, also, what do you think about businesses opening up more to diversity? Uh, when we say diversity, uh, we say companies hiring different age groups, gender, handicap and uh different cultures people from different cultures yeah. mm -hmm. what do you think of, of companies from from different sizes uh, whether it's small medium size uh, larger companies that that are that are more open to and that have more tendency to to, to, to hire uh different uh, different people uh, younger people uh more women within companies handicapped people uh and different different kinds of handicap it, it doesn't apply to to, to, to one only and uh, in different cultures mm -hmm. yes i i think uh, well i'm a strong believer that uh, diversity is always a strength and, and never a weakness and uh, i think when you look through history uh it's very interesting to see how uh, not that long ago, there wasn't much diversity in, in society and uh, especially in the corporate world, uh, whether, you know, big businesses or, or just small organizations. And, uh, and I think what I find interesting is that it, it came at the beginning uh, because many groups uh, fought for it, but also because there was a thought that it is the right thing to do. Uh, it is the right thing. Thing to include uh, women, it is the right thing to include uh, racialized uh, minorities, uh, persons with disabilities. And what I like to see in the past uh, few years, and, and it's growing, is that we're not doing it because it's a good thing, but we're doing it because well, because it pays, you know, because uh, it makes uh, organization more performant. And, and I'm not the one saying it. There's more and more uh, studies and data proving that no matter the size of the organization, the more diverse it is, the more productive it is, and the more uh, the results are there. And, and, and I believe in that. I think uh, being exposed to diversity, of course, it takes us uh, either individually or as groups it, it takes us to uh, out of our comfort zone that's for sure it forces us to open our mind and to uh, to kind of just uh, uh, face some uh, some fears that we may have but in the end we get uh, better and we get stronger 
as individuals, but also as organizations. So, uh, so I think this trend will, will only continue and that's great, but also that it will get easier because everybody and myself, I'm the first one, even if I'm a person coming from diversity as a person with a disability, when I first started in the Senate, um, I was uh, overwhelmed with the number of individuals from different provinces, different background, different age group, um, different traditions, and uh, and it was uh, it really took me out of my comfort zone at times but when i look back i think it is one of the greatest experience in my life and it's made me a better person but also it's made me uh more competent uh and it, it has enriched my my own expertise and i will use that in everything else that i will do so um so i'm a strong believer that that diversity is is always always a strength oh, i can I, I couldn't agree more with that um the we have we have two uh, two two remaining uh, questions for you the the, the, the third one is uh, is regarding to your position at the senate of, of canada we i i'm i'm sure we we just we just we just did the the, the episode in, in french uh as i'm sure as i said um i'm sure there's some some things you that that can't be disclosed uh, from from the Senate, and that's 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 that's, uh, that's absolutely fine. But what's what are the we're wondering about um, because the AP podcast is one that's 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 about logistics and transportation. We wanted to bring this within the Senate of Canada. So what what's the different what's the challenges that are incurred within the within the Senate could be uh, could be with the with the COVID nineteen crisis. Uh, could be in terms of, 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 of communications difficulties. So, uh, just us uh, hosting this this podcast at at distance uh, using a, a Zoom as a, as a video conference platform. So, you between your with your colleagues, uh, not overseas, but uh, elsewhere than than in Quebec, uh, the different time zones, uh, the, the 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 international. Uh, uh, trade, so the, the previously known uh, NAFTA, the, the, the agreement we have uh, with Canada and Europe, and the and the border being closed, the U.S. Canada border being closed. These are all these are all humongous challenges for 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 for, for you guys at the at the Senate. I'm mm-hmm. I, I'm sure. What's uh, yes, uh huh, yes. Well, I, you know, I think uh, the Senate and and, and uh, even the House of Commons, they are uh, very old uh, institutions uh, in very old buildings, and uh, and with some procedures that are, you know, uh, in the rules and practice, and that are at some level very traditional, uh, and so uh, there is a sense of. Uh, making sure that we stay with our times. And I think the COVID-19 crisis really made us aware in the Senate that we're, we're a little bit behind when it comes to uh, technology. 
Uh, and when, for example, there was a motion passed to make sure that the social affair committee, the committee that I chair, would need to oversight uh, this government response to, to the pandemic. Well, it took weeks to, to get up and running because uh, we just didn't have the technology, we didn't have the, the, well, the practice, we didn't know how to do it in a matter of uh, time zone and distance translation, um, keeping it secure. So, uh, so there was a realization that maybe it is important to make sure that we are um, efficient when it comes to, um, to the practice of the Senate and, and, and technologically uh, with our times. So, so I think, uh, you know, when you look at it, this, this pandemic has been a tragedy and it, it still is. But uh, somehow, um, when, when we think about the Senate and, and Parliament uh, meeting, um, we were able to turn it in, in an opportunity to make sure that we could continue to function and do our work, even with those challenges. So my hope is that in the future, we will not wait for uh, something uh, bad to happen, but we will be, uh, this will make us aware that it's important to always be in touch with, uh, with best practices, whether it's logistic or whether it's, it's technology. Uh, we just uh, need to make sure that we stay aware and on top of things. Yeah, yeah absolutely. 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 I feel like I'm, 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 I always agree with, uh, with what you're saying. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, which this brings me to our, this brings us to our, our, our last question. Uh, as I was saying in French, the, this, is, this is the question. Is the one I, I, I still have the shivers. It's, it's having you is, is an absolute, uh, it's, it's, it's an honor. Mm -hmm. uh, but we had to, we have to talk about the Olympic Games. And we have to. Uh, we wanted to connect it to to, to logistics. Um, so having, I wish. Like I, I, I could only wish I was on site at, at one or I'll be in in, in the future at one. Uh, at not necessarily Olympic Games, but to like a, an international competition, just to be on site to to look at the different like the di different elements that are attached to logistics. So as I as I said as I said in French. When I when I was watching the, the Olympic Games from home with my family on TV, you're watching we're watching the the, the opening ceremony, the, the closing ceremony, uh, the different competitions. You're not like you're zero aware of all the, the like the back work of 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 everything of everything like the the, the, the all the athletes when they walk in when they when they walk in um, uh, not mm -hmm. on the field, but uh, during the opening ceremony, everything is staged. Everything is organized to, to the very, the very most like precise element. Everything is calculated. When you win, when you won the, uh, your your mm -hmm. first the gold medal, I, I I don't know if you like if you knew, but some people like the media's were all waiting uh, for you <laughs> to, to ask you questions. But like you're winning your first medal, okay, where do I go? Okay, but everything is organized to the letter. So, so being on site and having, having participated at, at different, mm -hmm. uh, different competitions, um, what's, what's your, what's your side on, on the, on the, on the logistics challenges with that? Yeah, I, I mean, I think uh, the uh, Paralympics and Olympics is really 
uh, it, I mean, it could be used to teach uh, the importance and uh, uh, difficulty and challenges of good logistics because uh, it, it's the base, you know. Like uh, when you uh, are uh, when you you are organizing Paralympics, uh, everything needs to be so well uh, structured, organized, planned, and uh, and I'm very convinced that uh, it is really essential to make sure that the Olympics go go well. Uh, I can talk about when I was an athlete, but but I can also talk about when I was chef de mission because it really made me aware of uh, everything that was happen happening in the back. And the logistic I find um, is really uh, you know, if you think about it, it's like a skeleton, you know, and if it's not solid, yeah, if it's yeah. not like you cannot build nothing solid around it. And yeah. and so in the end, you want to make sure that that you plan, you think, you create, you practice, you execute. And when the athletes and the teams arrive, it is so well done that the athletes uh, can focus only on their uh, performance and their goal, uh, and they, they have nothing that will be an irritant uh, or a challenge. And 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 that's really that's really the plan. But it takes so much work. But and when you get there as an athlete, you forget you forget about you know the person that you don't even know about the person who planned um, the transport mall and the transport zone and the timing and needed to evaluate you know with the the and the training schedule, what exactly would work best. But if it's done well, it makes a huge difference and it allows you as an athlete to really uh, focus on what you want to do. And, and that is key. But, but I think the example is, uh, uh, you know, it, it's amazing and it's big when you think about the Olympic, but it can apply to every single thing. That, that and every single business and company and organization, you know, if yeah. the logistics is well planned, if uh, someone taught about uh, timing and, 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 you know, resting areas and, 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 and there's so many things that can be taught about. What happens is that the individual that gets into your organization with their uh, task and potential and talent, expertise and, and drive and ambition, well, they will be able to perform what is required for them to the best of their, their ability, but with also with the best performance environment. And that's what you're trying to create is what is the best performance environment whatever that performance will be and um, and no organization should downsize the importance of this because uh, feeling like you have everything that you need to give your best is the base of of everything you know it's it's true for athletes and you can see it because it's a difference within you know between a medal and no medal but but it's true it's true for everybody in your organization. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Chabal, uh, this is uh, this has been this has been honestly this has been a, a true uh, a true a true pleasure. It's been an honor. Uh, thanks for 
thanks for thanks for sharing your your thoughts about 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 uh, about the different questions we we asked you today. We 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 again uh, we'll repeat ourselves. It's, uh, it's the only authentic way to to do things. Uh, thank you. Uh, we now see you. We see you. <laughs> yes, I'm back. I was trying to uh, make make priority for sound because it was a bit choppy on my hand. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. On, on thank behalf you. Of, of Sam and I, we we appreciate it. Uh, I, I hope our listeners, this is this is for you. Um, I hope we, they we hope you, we enjoy. We hope you guys have the shivers, the shivers as much as as much as we do. Chantal, just to come back to you, this is I. We don't know each other personally. I, I hope maybe we'll, we'll get to, but I realized that I, 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 I realized I, I, I understand so many more things that I thought I did before. It, it just clears everything up in an, in, a, in an easy way and it, it, it pushes us. I don't know, I, I'm, I'm motivated. I feel like I should, <laughs> Thank I you. But you're, 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 you're someone not to be not to be cheesy or anything but you're someone special and i'm sure that's that's one of the reasons why 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 mr trudeau uh, chose you uh, within within his uh, his his organization we'll call it, we'll call it this one. <laughs> thank well, you thank so you much guys. i appreciate it and thank you what, thanks for what you're doing for the for the country we have oh, thank you my pleasure we're proud that we're proud to have you on the on the <laughs> senate <laughs> thank you so much thank you i appreciate it thank you Wow, what a great discussion we had. Thanks again to, to Miss Petit Claire, and thank you to all our listeners and the members of the AP community for listening and downloading the AP podcast. You can find it on Spotify as well as a, uh, Apple Podcast. You can also find us on apinternational.ca, AP International on Facebook, LinkedIn, and our YouTube channel. Thanks again. Stay safe. See you next time.